So welcome to Black Talk Sacramento number seven. My name is Marichelle J. Brown. I'm in Sa'ah. And I'm Jerry Goss Simpson. Yes. And we say welcome to Black Talk Sacramento. Black Talk Sacramento. Here at Underground Books. It's 2814 35th Street, Sacramento, California. And if you want to call down, you can also... You know, dial 916-737-333 and another three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> three, 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 and, an- and another three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 said, get- and sometimes three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we right here at Underground Books. Um, if you need a book, you need to come on down here and shop and and we have excellent stuff happening all the time at Underground Books. Come through, go to their website, sign up for their um, email list so you can see what's happening, what's going down. Right, right. And, and also like them on Facebook. Yeah, like them on Facebook and all that, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we right here. And before we get started, we our spotlight artist for today is a very lovely um, woman. Who do we very have Very amazing. Yes, yeah, Sacramento Zone. Very gifted. Yes, yeah, very zone. gifted, yes. talented, homegrown, Talent. all those things. All those. I mean, the know, amazing Miss. I mean, mouthpiece, mouth, mouthpiece, 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 mouthpiece. Miss mouthpiece. I can peace out. So, um, so yes, she is very. So we're gonna we're gonna hear a little snippet of one of her songs. So which which track are you gonna play? Which track are we playing? We play, we playing Compatible Rush. Compatible Rush, yeah. Compatible Rush. That's what we're going to play for our first little snip. First moment that I met you, I knew we had a connection. What? I'm digging you, you're feeling me, Uh-oh. baby. I wanna come close. Our chemistry's crazy, and I can't explain. You got me high in love, and I don't wanna come down. Mouthpiece, y'all. Compatible mm, rush. Mm, Don't be in a hurry. Sacramento zone. Yes, yes. So we're going to talk to her a little bit later on in the program. And we're going to get all the ins and outs, the 411, the bomb diggities. And the all the things shiki, that shiki That she's going to put down with the us. The Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's one of my favorite movies. Don't mess around. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Love you. Okay. So um, that's one of my heart. Yeah, it's on Netflix, y'all. All right. All right. So, so how often do you watch Chitty Chitty Bang? <laughs> Not as often as I watch Futurama. <laughs> I must say that. <laughs> now we're going to do our opening song. For Black Talk Sacramento, so I guess she's gonna she's gonna we're gonna have it. a feature. She gonna add lib on top of the groove. Okay, so okay, so, so, so we're gonna have a professional help us with our theme song today. We're gonna have Black Mouth Talk Sacramento add lib on top of this. Okay, so we ready. we got you gonna start it? Who gonna no, start? No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. You you always you got always Get that a nice little doom 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 doom. Well, 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 doom <laughs> doom. Black Sacramento. We like talking. 
Mouthpiece helping us with that. Y'all. That was awesome. Awesome with a cherry on top. What Observe time is it? Observe a new. Observe a new. All right. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> was Man, that Tony? Was that I Tony getting the high note? <laughs> My voice on hey. I know. I was like, what's that falsetto? What's that? What's happening? <laughs> I didn't know you was a Catholic. <laughs> hey, <girl. laughs> But yeah, I did yeah, like that yeah. little musical piece before, <laughs> with mouthpiece in it. Okay, I think it got, you got too excited. You got, you got, you got excited for the mouthpiece. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got yeah. Like, so you like, okay. I can do a duet. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know that electric slow that she right, got going right. on. I hold the bottom, you hold the top. You know? <laughs> All right. And we together somewhere in the middle. Mm. Right, right, right. Okay, so tell me something about what's happening in Oak Park. Okay, for the Black Talks Sacramento News Reader. Let's see what we got going. Now, I want to go back to at least one issue, which is our... Sacramento Observer, January 22nd, 28th. Okay. This is very important. The Sacramento Police Department is right now in the process of going through a pilot program with body cameras. Okay. All right. right. As we know, this is very necessary and we hope effective with all the events that's happening around the country, Mm -hmm. you know, with these uh, violent encounters and police-involved shootings. So So who has access to the... Uh, the, the, police, video uh, the, the police officers, of course, you know, they, they edit. They, yeah, they have the authority to hold it, so they do what they want to do. But the thing is, as I talked to Stephen Webb, the uh, local Sacramento NAACP, is that they need to keep them on so we get the full version. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? now, so listen, they will have access to turn it off. They, they, yes, yes. They can turn yes, it off That's the whole they thing. Want. They have to turn it on and turn it off. Okay. okay. Uh, trust, a trusting involved. Well, that's what it's all about, transparency, accountability. You know, all the things right, that we've been right. talking about over a few months with these. Sure. So the pilot program started last month, uh, first of the year, January 2015. And uh-huh. it should continue about the next six months. And they will have a report in front of the Sacramento City Council uh, of their findings. You know, what I would like to see is if uh, those uh, camera or the film will be put into the hands of an outside agency besides. You Within know, the house. Oh, independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like independent. independent. Well, that leads to my uh Second part of this, because Kevin McCarty from Sacramento, yes, state assemblyman, he has put on the floor a bill that will bring in a third party oh. instead of letting you know the uh, DAs and the police police themselves right. to do these investigations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I have to do an update on that and see how far it's going to go. You know, I have to go through a couple loops, but that's the next thing that's mm-hmm. coming up about, and that's just for the state. Ironically. Uh, the state of Wisconsin has already implemented, you know, this thing with a third, third, third party, third party. Thank yeah. you. A third party to, you know, to do these type of investigation. And, you know, the Repub- uh, the governor is a Republican and that's something that he wants to do. So I think that is a pretty good step in the right Scott direction. Walker. Scott Walker. He's yeah, he's something else on some other things, you know, with right. the unions. But evidently, you know. They having their problems in that state, Milwaukee, for instance. So, yeah. uh, like I said, it's necessary. We'll see how effective that is. Definitely want to see that uh, done right here in Sacramento, uh, the state of California, and to hopefully spread across the country, so okay. we can get All some right. of these things. Because 
as you said, you know, we want the full view. We want the raw video, baby. They'll be edited down. I don't know which good it is. I mean, you could choke a man to death already using the cell phone. Well, you know, they show the video where they're approaching the guy, and then they cut it, then they show the video of the guy on the ground. Like, I don't know what happened. We'll see what happens. They do have some issues. You know, this thing costs money. Each little device costs about $400 a piece. Okay. $400? $400 a piece. And there's really? 600 plus Sacramento police officers on the street. So that's that's just in the city. Damn. I don't know about the county. Right, right. The storage is going to cost about $15 a month. Come on now. But, you well, can't buy a camera cheaper than $400 a piece. Hey, you know the, the tasers? You, you know, you know the people that make the tasers? So yeah. the they don't want to make this item. Okay. They're not doing it for free. Right, right. No, right. This is high tech technology. Right. I don't care. Spend the money on it. Get it done. Right. right. <laughs> All right. Like I said, it's very okay. necessary. Hopefully, it's very effective on down the road. Okay. Well, our, our, our mayor, uh, Kevin Johnson, has really been. Uh, They've been pushing uh, that. And as I said, Stephen yeah. Webb, too, under, under, under the scenes, you know, he, he was the first one who brought this up. Uh, went to uh, Chief Police Sam Somers Jr. Yeah. about this. The Sacramento uh, County Sheriff Department is also exploring this, too. So do they have any kind of statistics on Not it? yet. That's what, I mean, that's what the pilot, pilot programs? Yeah, that's what the, the pilot program is, is about. And there's other uh, cities across the country. that. Uh, that right. So it's going to be a while before we get that type of data back. But and That's another thing. We, we're going to have to learn how to be patient about things. We can't put something in action today and expect something to happen tomorrow. Yeah, it's not an overnight so thing. So it's not an overnight thing. So we mm-hmm. have to be a little bit more comfortable with mm-hmm. that. They do have... In car cameras, but we know how that work. Yeah. They can turn that on or turn that <laughs> off. off. Yeah. We would uh, like to a little bit more respect out of that too, as yeah. far as usage. So yeah. they showed me those devices when I went down there, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what's in our current issue, which uh-huh. is the January 29th through February 4th? Sinbad was in town. I love family passed, family friend passed away, but I, I talked him to him before the the event. Didn't talk about his financial issues, but Sinbad is doing okay. Don't worry about Sinbad. Sinbad is having, he's loving life. He's mm-hmm. in good spirits. And he got some good things coming on uh, the horizon. I don't know in terms of television or film, but he is still a working man. That's yeah. And he's still a f- very no. funny man, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still on the scene. You're on a tour and yes, the circuit we and stuff about. like that. Yes. I know he had a band, too. He got a yes, band Yes, he still now. got a band. And his daughter has a band, he said. His oh. son is going into uh, film school. Okay. So he kind of reality he's kind of a family show. man now. Yes, yes. You know they had a reality show on, on television for oh, a minute, and we did get a chance to see the inside of his his family. You know, with the two kids so, and the wife, but now they're grown and they're moving on to doing well, their yeah, thing. Oh, he had a reality. Had, you mean it was a, right, they, it was a reality show? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, because it, him and his wife ended up getting a divorce. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then they got back together because okay. they said they found out. They figured out there wasn't nobody else out there. So they, 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 <laughs> right. they, 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 they said, I'm used to your crazy. crazy. I'm used to your crazy. You used to my crazy. Ain't no sense of us trying to find new crazy. I thought I was still hot to Bali, but I guess not. Let's keep it real. Yeah, let's Real. But a lot of people don't figure that out, short. so I'm glad that nobody you know, like my wrinkle butt, but you. Okay? They realize they're the only two. <laughs> okay. I am not touching that one. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Also, uh, a couple weeks ago, the uh, local Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame inducted Greg Vaughn, who played in uh, 
Major League Baseball for 14 years from Sacramento, okay. went to John F. Kennedy High. He was inducted along with James Owens okay. from Del Paso Heights. Heights. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This James, James Owens did. He was a two-sports oh. all-star oh, around yeah. here. He played football. Oh. I know. He played, I, I personally know him. He's uh, uh, He played from uh, – went to Grant. Mm-hmm. He played at Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers and played for the uh, Los Angeles Rams for a second. That's right. No, I'm he, sorry, the San Francisco he, he 49ers. He was actually – yeah, he was drafted – you know, y'all talking, you know y'all talking Greek to me because I don't okay. know anything about sports. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay so, but he, so was, he, you know, he was drafted by the 49ers, and he got traded right, before they, yeah, right before they went to the Super Bowl. That wow. Yeah. You started oh, getting the, oh, really? Getting yeah. the ring? He got traded before he went to the, the, you don't the big know, game. You don't know football, man. I don't know. I know the football looks like a, I know it looks like a, um, it's, it's a round crazy. thing. Yeah, there's a lot of issues going on there. It was at a basketball. lightness on that, but yes. Well, actually, he was in, he was also inducted along with uh, Loretta Garza, a uh, local boxer here who was a three-time uh, oh, yeah, world yeah, champion. Yeah. Who else? Um, uh, Danielle Viglione, mm-hmm. uh basketball star. She okay. played one year with the uh, Sacramento Monarchs. She's from Del Campo and Citrus Heights. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pete Ranzani, who uh, was another one boxers. of the first top boxers, boxers around here in Sacramento. In Sacramento. Yeah. So uh, I definitely want to honor them because I went to the event, and it's a nice event. It's the third year that he did it. And okay. Okay. Those people are well deserving of it. Okay. And my last piece of information here that has to do with church. 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 Bishop church. Parnell Lovelace has passed the baton on to his one of his uh, mentees, Joseph C. Sachs, who will now oh, be okay. preside over the Center of Praise Ministry, which is oh, in great. Midtown, I guess that's Sacramento. Mouthpiece Church. Is that your church, Mouthpiece? Righteous. Okay. Okay. All right. So, we, so um, somebody's moving up in the spiritual world. Uh, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, Bishop Parnell Lovelace will still be associated with the church, you know, but he, he's just turning over the uh, pastoral duties okay. to Mr. C-Sack. So he's oh. retiring, but he's still going to be on the board. Well, the you know, it's a type of leadership program that he's running. He's going to be doing this with uh, a few other people uh, so they can go out to the community and minister. So that's what he's shifting towards to. Okay. C-Sack is one of, you know, like I said, one of his mentees. So, course he'll have that church but they're doing he got a, a big program coming up i can't really describe it i'll be all day trying to do it okay. but it, it's, it's definitely gonna work well it's very comprehensive then yes program. very comprehensive okay yeah, yeah. so that's uh the sacramento well, well, observer okay. before you before you finish yes, sir. do you guys want to talk about the event that you guys went to last night the, oh yes 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 yes, yes uh yes uh, hey goss i know you want to jump into that that was a beautiful event what they had last uh, yesterday, which was two events, yes. they had the uh, Civil Rights and Sports Symposium, which uh, consisted Civil of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and, yes. Dusty Baker, Jerry Manuel, wow. who uh, coached in the ML uh, Major League Baseball, yeah. and he's from the uh, Del, pa- Del Paso Heights area. Dr. Harry Edwards, you yes. know, from the uh, 1968 Good. Olympic Games, who right. engineered the, the the fist, the power fist. fist. The fist. Oh, was he there? Yes, he was there. Willie Brown was there. Willie Brown. Wow. Now all this was aligned now, I'm with. I'm interested in that. With all this aligned with iconic picture. Sacramento Mayor Kevin yeah. Johnson receiving, receiving the, the Legacy, Legacy Hall of Fame award from the NAACP. The NAACP. Let me get that straight. They trying to politically correct that. Oh, really? You can't say double A anymore. It's A. It's NAACP. Really? Says Aleph. Oh really? You know, she the, says so. That's N- what we double ACP. I like ACP. That's like double ACP. That misses things that were triple A. I know. Well, that that messes you up with your alphabets too, like A B C B. You know. So yeah, okay. It was a great event, and the message that was being told last night was very black and forward. 
and very black and forward. V- black yeah, and black forward. And forward. I like okay. It. No longer black and stuck. Black and forward. <laughs> I like that. That's, you know, that's very it good. Was, it was very good. I mean, the, the message was uh, we have to pay attention to ourselves because there's a lot of things that are moving on, and we're missing the boat because we're still saying stuck on the same things. Mm-hmm. So you know, like they talked about how. Uh, baseball used to be in every black neighborhood or every black child's psyche, but no longer is the father in the home no more. So the kid doesn't get to go to play baseball like he used to. Who follows baseball anymore? Well, but if, you'd be surprised. A it's lot of the people, number one sport. It's the in number America. one sport in America. Really? Yeah. Oh, big bucks. It has been for the last 150 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It's still the but it doesn't. One? It doesn't include. We're not involved the way we used to be. Okay, it talked about how scouts and stuff are going to places like South America, uh, South America Dominican Republic. I know China is uh, very big on, like Asia is very big on baseball. Well, the point that they made was that they're going to these places like South America and stuff and finding people that look like me, but oh, they're yeah. not actually yeah. who I am. And so what they're doing is in the actual game, they're not putting the names of these people on the back of their shirts and stuff, on the back of their jerseys. So <laughs> they, outsource, distance, they outsource the. Hey, it's real though. It's, 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 it's sad because. The players they, they, outsource the blackness huh? <laughs> they outsource the players he's from Puerto Rico but he don't, he don't say yeah, but, it, but you know it sounds funny y'all but it's very sad Let's, let me put it like this Major League Baseball African Americans 8% we represent 8% right. of the league okay? it's, and it's declining each and every year yeah. now, after 1947 so. when they invaded the Negro Baseball League mm-hmm. we were everywhere right All right. right. and as God said you know, now they're invading the South American countries where they could go to get these people, pay them a couple million dollars because yeah, you know they're not cheaply, making a lot of money yeah, down there. Cheaply, Instead yeah. of paying us, you know, those dollars, $10, yeah. $20 million, sure. they could pay these guys. It's, it's a, an economic structure. That's right. what Dr. Harry Edwards was explaining to us. It's, it's about it's, the green. has right. nothing Everything to do with your black money. skin. Right. 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 It's about yeah. money. Who makes so, the money? Who brings the dollars in? Mm-hmm. And I learned some things about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Did you oh, know yeah. that he applied for the head coaching position at UCLA three times and was rejected? Three times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Three times. Did they give him a reason why he was rejected? That We didn't get into that, but I'm sure there's one or two more reasons. But hey, we all know what it's come down mm-hmm. to. You know, he's a very inf- influential, has, you know, it, intellectual person. There's a lot person. of different things. That we, okay, we, we're not privy to the whole story as to what went down with Kareem and stuff. So it's not fair to say or let it resolve on the fact that he was black and that's why he didn't get it. There's a whole lot of different stuff that we're not seeing. You know, right, and right. we can't always just say. Well, I saw I saw a guy on PBS, and he he made a very good point, and he was saying that he was talking about the whole racism in the sports industry, and he was saying that if you really want to see racism, he said you need to go behind the scenes in the corporate office. Say they all. They white. talked about that last. Well, week. well, that kind of all white in the corporate. Well, office well that that came that came about when the they players leaked, are black. But well, the, check this out: when they leaked Sony's uh, emails. Yeah, that's it what I'm saying. That's where it came from. What behind type of racism curtain. of right. how they sure. talk behind yes. the scenes? That's what's, a good that, point. what's that guy that was being because he talked to his girlfriend and oh, the, she the, the, told the him. Owner in Los Angeles. What's his name? Oh, 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 you're talking about Donald Sterling. Yeah. That yeah. was brought up. Yeah. Of course, that was brought up. Yeah, yeah brought so up he was too. like the secret world, the yeah. secret inside talk of, of these sports owners. Well, and, well, the lady that used to own the Cincinnati. Large uh, uh, shots. Yeah, Cincinnati, she, uh, uh, Cincinnati Reds. Reds. She made the statement, you know, my million dollar niggas. So. And people don't realize, you know, Dusty Baker, that was the last team that he managed. He had those type of issues when he was there. And this right. is just a, couple, right. a year or two ago. Right. You know what I mean? So it's still there, especially in baseball. Right. Yeah. But getting back to what you said, yes, we don't, we're not, we don't know the whole details about what was going on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he, he, he didn't land a, a head coaching job in the NBA as well. So 
whatever so else a lot behind of that. Things, that you know, we don't really know what yes. really so came can't, down. We know? can't really put it in that perspective, but regardless, it's still that's always, yeah. a, that's always the easy thing. Always right. right. So we know what we are. Thank you very Thank much. You All very right, much. give it up for Tony, y'all. Yes, Antonio Harvey, Observer News. Yes, Observer News. Now we're gonna go. We're gonna move on to other news real quick and try to um, let you guys know what is what you need to keep your eyes out for, or another take on these news stories that's been in the press. So, I was looking at the movie thing in Hollywood and stuff, and they're talking about the popularity of all the, all the different television shows that are black based and all the different movies that are black based and you hear in the rumble is it that it's just a passing phase and what do you think you think it's passing you think it's the time for uh, a real distrib- distribution of black films and movies what's happening here what do you think well um you know they're, they're having a discussion about selma um and selma only getting maybe one or two nominations uh, yeah. have, have you seen I haven't seen selma but i know a lot of people like it and i saw her interview on democracy now which was the bomb this sister right here, I mean, oh my God, I love strong sisters, but this sister right here was the bomb How diggity. Her name? Ava. Yeah, Ava. Duvernay. Duvernay. Ava Duvernay. 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 Yeah, Duvernay. 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 All right, so <laughs> he said, "Nay." Um, so Duvernay, um, she is she is the bomb diggity, and and she on her. If you get a chance, Google that. Go on, see her interview with Democracy Now! And she just, the whole hour, Amy Goodman interviews her. And this sister makes you want to be like, you know, you're rooting for your people because she's, she's the bomb. She took, she took it with stride, like her being glossed over at the Golden Globes. She took that with stride. She said, that really don't matter. So they're showing this film to all these um, kids, like, around the country. And it's like, that's what really matters to her, is that these kids are being... You know, exposed, exposed to, to Martin Luther King what, what that they didn't on. see. Well, well, you know, the story really wasn't about Martin Luther King. It was about the moment, um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. You know, it showed every everybody that played a part in that movement down mm-hmm. in Selma. Um, it was it was great. The, the, the acting was over the top, mm-hmm. you know. And for it to only get uh, one or two nominations, I think it was uh, nominated for Best song, Picture song. I know and the song. song. Yeah, and song. Yeah, but, but none of the acting was... Uh, was nominated. Was. Just, I, I, yeah. I believe you just have to keep going. You know, just keep continuing to show up and do good work and just show up and good, do good work. You know, to sit around and think that it always has to be someone to come along and tell you that you did a good job. Yeah, you don't no, need... No, you, yeah, yeah, you don't necessarily need right. that. You know, yeah. just we do we good don't, work and keep on going. Yeah, we don't need those type affirmations, of yeah. affirmations. You're like, you know, oh, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. And like, I need you to tell me I'm good. But yeah, yeah no, that's you uh, know, but we have to we we have to put in more time um patting each other on the back no matter how great our yeah, achievements are. Yeah, I think we are, need to praise each other. You know, we right? have to praise each other cuz that's where it's at, you know. Yeah. Uh other other communities, they may hate each other more than we could hate them, but they always make it possible to celebrate each other. And that's what we have to work on, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's that's great. So moving on to um there's another film that's coming out that I saw at Sundance. Well, I didn't see it at Sundance, but I saw that it was showing at Sundance. It's, looks very interesting, is the Black Panther's vanguard of a revolution. Director, director of it is Stanley Nelson. He's a acclaimed director. I love films about black people directed by black people. That's what I like. It's like, because a lot of times we get these, like the Nina, Nina Simone that's coming out. It's a documentary about Nina Simone made by um, a non-black person, which I, I, it's okay. You know, they have their take on that artist, but I love it when... A, a director, a black director, tells the black story, and I just, I just love that 
whole idea. I think well, it just you, gives you, it more. You kind of, yeah, you, you kind of understand the struggle mm-hmm. that goes with it if there's a struggle. Well, I just think you have a different perspective. Well, well that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. The perspective mm-hmm. is, is, is a little bit different. Uh, and that's how I felt about the James Brown movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they focused enough on how important he was to the to, black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, they more or less focused on the music. Right. Um, but what he did for the black community and uh, uh, civil rights alone. Well, not only that, massive. but as an entrepreneur, right? He had his own jet plane. Uh, he had his own well, well, he had label. Radio, he, he had radio stations. Yeah, radio stations. Stations he was, he like was doing things that other blacks weren't doing right, during those days. Right, and, and we just now coming back to that where we say, okay, I can do these things. Right. What's, what's that guy's name? He goes and drag all the time. What's his name? He's very popular, though. I can't think of him. Oh, right oh no! You talking about Tyler, Tyler Perry? Yeah. He said in drag. That's not. Okay. Yes. <laughs> He's dressing in drag, well, right? I guess so. I guess that would be drag. <laughs> you yes, got so, me on that without. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Perry, but he he has his own studio. He has his own thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh. And, so and, and, and yeah, he's making yeah. powerful movies. Yeah, right. and that's what and I'm saying. People, but it, it took so long for us to get that back. Somebody actually to do right, that again. Right. And then um, Oprah Winfrey as well. Oh, she yeah. has her well, own. Well, you know, they teamed together. You know, but right. then there comes back to what I said before. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a trust factor. If I can't work with you and trust you, we can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so we have to start getting to a point where we can trust each other and believe that. My coming together with you is going to help us all come together. Right. You know, this here, I got it because uh, I need it for me kind of thing. You end up by yourself all the well, time. Well, you got you to gotta think of the bigger picture. It's hard for us to think about the bigger picture. It's just hard. You know, we so focused on right now. It's like, I got to pay my bills right now. I got, I got all this kind of stuff. But we forget. We watched Bamboozled um, at, the, at the Brick House this weekend. And it was like, and that was, Milton said a very important point. He was like, they have us, you know, because we are so in need of money. You could ask us to do anything and we would do it because we need the money. You know, and so we will betray our own people. We will do anything because we need that money. And because they know we always needy, it's like we can't we can't even think of the bigger picture. Well, you know, I I had this discussion uh, with one of my clients uh, uh, a couple of days ago. And we were talking about the same Mm -hmm. uh, type of situation. It was talking about the welfare system. And he was asking, do you think that the welfare system kind of, you know, held the black community down? And um, and if we didn't have it, where would we be mm. and I told him, where were we then? Then, you know, we had Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Black Wall Street. There has been black communities that have uh, 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 went far on the bartering system. Right. So it's, it's, you know, well, the problem we, is, we, is we, that the problem is is that they it's just like with the Black Panthers, right? They started the they started the the breakfast programs and they started all those programs where they feed the needy. I was part of those programs and then the government was so scared of them. They scared of us doing for ourselves. For some reason I don't know what reason it is. It's just like Black but Wall that, Street. Even if, like, even if they're afraid of you, that should be no reason for you to stop trying. You know, you can't let someone's fear of you be what keeps you from getting up in the morning and putting food on your table. Well, it's not about, but I'm not talking about, they, they okay with you doing individual stuff. You cool if you do something individually. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're making a way for yourself. You're going to get a doctorate. You're going to pay for it. But as soon as you start thinking about the bigger picture and start doing for the community and say, hey, we're all in this together. We're going to have, because um, if, you, if you read Grace, Grace's um, book, she said that they had, the Black Panthers used to use the WCIC building mm-hmm. to feed the kids in the morning. That's where they had the, the feeding programs right. at. And it was like, it was, it was just a wonderful thing that they was doing for the community kids. It's like, if you try to do that now, what would happen? It, it was just... 
it was just an amazing thing because kids haven't stopped starving. Well, well, you know that was created by the Black Panthers, and yeah. then it was and then picked the, up by the, co-opted by the by, government. By yeah, the government. Yeah. The same thing with running numbers. You know, right. used to run numbers in neighborhoods and things, and they they made it illegal. But now but then the they turned it into lottery. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, you know. Now you got the lottery. Moving on to the next to the next item, and then we're gonna bring up our our first guest. Um, well, I want to I want to mention a couple of things really quick in and that you guys should know about. Um, the growing face of incarceration. So if you don't know this, uh, Marissa Alexander, the woman that shot, the warning shot of her, the, her husband that was going to abuse her, she was trying to get back in the house, and he wouldn't let her back in, or something nature. She shot the warning shot because he was rushing her, and they trying to put her under the jail, but she just got released. And if you can, I'm going to put this in the show notes so you can go online and you can check it out on uh, blacktalksacramento.com. But the problem is, is that they had a great... Uh, on the nation website, they had a great article talking about the the growing and changing face of incarceration. We have a problem in our in our country where we don't have enough room to hold these prisoners, right? right. So now they are moving. They was talking about how she was released. So now she's being released um, from prison for home detention, and not and she has to pay them one hundred fifty dollars. I think it's a yeah. week. No, one hundred and five dollars a week for her own imprisonment. Right. Right. That to me fees. is insane, well, right? You well, you you imprison yourself. It's like okay, we're gonna let you go home, but we're gonna we're gonna put you in in jail, and then but you in jail at home. So you but what about your rent? You gotta pay your rent on top of that. You gotta pay your your food. You gotta get food on top of that. You gotta you gotta pay your trash, whatever, on top of that. So it don't take away all the other stuff that you gotta pay. No, I, I so agree. So it's you like you gonna be on the street. I, like this is you can't just be on the street with no you know right. Right. So you got to have somebody take care of you. So take a look on that. It's on the it's in the nation. And then also too that you guys should know about in tech news, Windows 10 is coming out um, this year. Um, if you have Windows 8.1, you know that it sucks. Um, so they bring it out Windows 10, and it would be a free update. Um, so you guys don't have to go out and buy Windows 10. Did we miss Windows 9? They they skip they skip <laughs> they over skip nine. The they skip in number nine because okay. some kind of programming thing. Like okay, okay, yeah. So okay. in the code, if it's looking for nine, it's gonna it's gonna jack your computer up. Um, and also too, it's very cool in the show notes. Check out the link that goes to the Hololens. Um, Windows got a new computer where you actually wear your computer on your face, and it's augmented reality. That's where too much. It's like it's gonna be the bomb. It's like you ha- instead of you buying a monitor, you it's will gonna not be right be there on any wall. Not, not a sideboard. You will not <laughs> be putting that in. <laughs> <laughs> then, then as I walk down the street, people saying, "What's that number on your head?" Like, no, no, no you, you wear it in the house. You put the, instead no, of you sitting in front of your computer, you no. just put it on your head. Yeah, no. then ten years down the road, I could be sitting right here. I could be glowing. looking at you. We yeah, like have yeah. the whole thing happening. I could be playing. I could be playing Tetris while I'm looking. You. I'm just gonna I, look I, at that screen. I'll be like, you got, hey, wait, you got the LPs. Come on. All right, <laughs> so yeah, no, so okay. the bomb ticket. Yeah, I, I'm, if I'm it cool ain't broke, don't fix so it. So y- y'all need to check it out because y'all need to know about what technology is coming on. We got to keep abreast of these things. You know, we have to start thinking about. The future. Yeah, yeah, no, about the future. no, I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's yeah. like we have to know where it's going so our kids be prepared. But, but I don't have to be in the computer, though. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're not in the computer. The computer's on you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fashion uh, uh, thing that you're doing no, right now. Oh, man, I don't jump on every trend. <laughs> I'm not down with every trend. It's a digital along. train. <laughs> a trend. Okay. It's a digital train. You can ride it in, in, your, in your house. I'm cool. I don't have to stand here, no. 
I can always change my mind Everything you said before We're all little white lies Why did you do this? Thought we had something promising But the love is ending And now I'm leaving I'm cool on you Baby, I'm damaged and I can't take no more Cause I'm hooked on you No longer respected, now I'm walking out the door Yeah, it's crazy, you're gonna miss my smile My loving used to drive you wild But I'm hooked on you Baby, I'm damaged and I can't take no more I'm used to hang on to your every word Said I was your queen And now you're acting like a jerk You got me tweeting Alright, Mouthpiece I'm Cool from I'm the cool. artist Mouthpiece The illustrious Mouthpiece Yes, yes, yes Who's At this time I'd like to introduce Retired Professor Emeritus in Art History At California State University in Emeritus. Sacramento Oh, you know what that what's, means. What's that mean? What's emeritus mean? Okay. Really? You don't, really? I don't know what emeritus means. Well, we'll get it. Well, well, okay. Okay. Emeritus means that you can always come around. You are. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, you are good. You're okay. Yeah, you, you are. You revolving door kind of thing. You, you just come here whenever the, you want. You, you are the. Okay. You have put in the work. Okay. okay? Uh, he has previously published on. <laughs> he has previously published on David Driscoll's work, Narratives of African American Art and Identities, a well-known scholar and critic in the field of, of African American aesthetics. Dr. Alan Gordon has authored numerous essays on black aesthetics and culture, African American uh, women artists, and connections between black art and music. He has served as contributing editor for Art Week since 1991. 1991, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Alan Gordon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It is a pleasure to be invited. Man, that's a great voice. (laughs) We we, we are honored to have you here. Very honored. Very honored to have you here. So can you tell us about uh, some of the studies that you've done with uh, American art, art, with art itself? Well, it, it all began when I was a kid. Uh, I guess I got into art when um, I would be looking at uh, the cartoons uh, in the newspaper. You know, they had all these little cartoons, and um, my mother would read them to me. And when the paper didn't come and I couldn't see these cartoons, then I would get upset and she would draw them for me. Oh, okay. So I guess I got involved that way. Your mom would draw them for she you? She would. And wow. Would, uh, you know, so it runs in the family. Yeah. You know, she was just trying to keep me from... <laughs> <laughs> keep you from work. Trying to keep me from You know how little kids can be upset. That's and it. Oh, she was trying to... Yeah, so I got started with right, art baby. like that. And... Um, so did she draw the whole comic strip for you? With I, a little I know she did something, head, you know, enough bubble. to appease the kid. You right, know? I don't right. know what it really was. I can't remember that far back to know exactly, but I know oh, that, that she would do these pain. cartoons, and then I would, I would be happy, you know. Okay. I was the first one to go to college in my family, so I, I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to major in. Uh, I thought at first it was going to be agriculture. 
Okay. Because we had this strong agricultural teacher, and, and we had something called NFA, which was New Farmers of America. It was the opposite of FFA, which was Future Farmers of America for the white group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked that teacher, so I was going to uh, major in agriculture. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been at UC Davis instead, right? Maybe, <laughs> you know. And then uh, I was talking with him, you know, before I went to school, and he said, no, you don't want to major in agriculture. Okay. So I said, I don't know what to major in. I said, maybe art, you know. So that's how it got started. But I had better grades because we didn't have an art program in this high school, you know. Oh, okay, okay. The only art I had was in the sixth grade. I had a teacher that had, like, arts and crafts program there. But I didn't have an art background as such. I, I, I did much better in English. I had a very good English teacher. Matter of fact, she was with uh, Melvin Tolson. Oh. Tolson, who um, was a Port Laurier librarian. He was the mayor oh. of, uh, of Langston University there. Yeah. And he was one of my favorite teachers. Uh, I, I, I was a minor in English when I was in. So he was one of your, one of your uh, professors? He was one of my professors. That's really? Right. Okay. Yes. So Liberia? You mean, you mean in Africa? The, the... No, he was. He was Port Lauderdale Liberia. Yes, he was an American, but he was the Port Lauderdale Liberia because of some of his poetry. Okay. He, he wrote a libretto to Liberia, and they, based on that, they made him uh, the Port Lauderdale Liberia. Wow. Oh, but he was an American. I wonder if I can write a poem about Nigeria that is Port Lauderdale. But when I went to Langston, I I majored in art and I became an artist. I thought. And um, I got into, after, the, after I finished there, I'm in the Air Force. And then after the Air Force, I came out here. Okay. Uh, I was in uh, Greenland for a whole year. You know, it's very cold. And, right. And it's, you see the midnight sun, all those kinds of things. How do they, re- how do they respond to a black man in Greenland? Especially well, this is an Air Force. That was okay. a little different because it's like, before I went there, I was in uh, Mississippi in Biloxi. So you're okay in the Air Force <laughs> as long as you're on uh, the base. On the bases, right. Then you went out, it was very segregated at that time. This was in the 50s. Mm. And uh, they had this beautiful USO on the Gulf there, and white beach sand, three stories. But black or airmen of color could not go there. The one that the USO they had for black uh, airmen was about smaller than this this place, you know. Okay. Right. Those were the days. <laughs> uh, from there, of course, I, I went to uh, Sonderstrom, Greenland. It was So did uh, you did you how did you what do you think about Greenland when you was there? It was uh, the very rugged. It was mountainous. Uh, it was um it's midnight sun. Sometimes you wouldn't you wouldn't know day, day from, from night, night, you right, know, and that was, right. I hadn't realized that. You know, you read this in the geography books, but you could experience that for real then. You had these bunny boots, that, you know, you, you put your shoes in these big boots to keep warm. They had these parkas with fur line and so forth. You got used to that, and sometimes you say, oh, it's getting warm. It'd be like 30 <laughs> below us. <It's> getting warm. <laughs> Very rugged. Yeah. They, had, they had these little foxes right. that's supposed to change with the uh, the season. 
when it's summer, it's, they're supposed to be brown. Then in winter, they're supposed to be white. But very often, they would just be spotted. They couldn't change from one to the other because of the change in climate there. Okay. Right. They had, they had a, uh, um, an airline that came to this, Scandinavian airline, and they wouldn't tell you anything until it was leaving. They say, oh, well... Rhonda Fleming came through here. You know, she was an old movie star. Right. I don't think any of you ever remember her. Do you remember Rhonda Fleming? No. I've heard the name. I've heard the name, yeah. Somebody like that or Uh, Audrey Hepburn or somebody like that. Okay, there we go. Come through there. Uh But they thought that if they would tell before all these airmen rush up there on the... Because they were so starved for women, right? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> You'd be like, ain't no women around. So how important is... Wait a minute, wait a minute. How important... Okay, how, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, the Greenland, Greenland women, are they very rugged looking? Oh, there, were, there were no women there. <laughs> no women in Greenland? No, no women in Greenland. No. Oh, were, snap. There, there were some Eskimo villages, but we could not uh, go there. Those are off limits. So did, did you, okay. Oh, really? You can't go and check out the Eskimo women? No, you could not. Uh, it's hard to check out an Eskimo woman. She got so much stuff on. Well, see, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, you got, there are no women. Said, I can, I can tell the way you know you you know you all lumped together. Especially on your noses. So okay, very cool. I going around and around. I never got to the art thing, did I? I go ahead. You know, I was there for a year, and after a year, you you can go wherever you want to. So right. where do you want to go? I said California because uh, I had relatives that had come out here in the during the war years, mm-hmm. and I thought it was the golden place. I want to go to California. Hmm. They sent me to Sacramento. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. McClellan. McClellan, okay. So how long, what year was this when you came? This to was 57, 57. Oh, wow. Yes. You've seen a lot of change uh, here in Sacramento. I have seen a lot of change. Uh, it was November when I came here. And it was so green and lush. I said, this right. must be God's country. I'm going to just stay here. So I started taking classes at um, Sac State. That's where I met my wife. I was waiting for a class to start, and I heard these click, click, click coming behind me. And I turned around. That was my wife-to-be. She was taking classes out there, too. Oh, okay. okay. So that's how we met uh, that's at great. Sac State. Zach State. All right. So, well, so what was her major? Graduate courses in what, art what was there. her major? She was in sociology. Ah. And she later worked for the uh, Department of Aging here in Sacramento. Okay, so, what do you think about the art community here in Sacramento? The overall art community is very vital. You have uh, the connection with Davis and Sac State Art Departments, right. it's very vital. You have, uh, seem like a million galleries here in Sacramento. There are galleries all around with uh, doing all kinds of art, uh, you know, distributing and selling. Uh, hopefully they're selling because that's always a part of it. Right. But even if they're not, then it allows the artists to get exposure to what's going on. So I think it's a very vital um, art community. And it has really changed in the black community from when I was here, when when I remember years and years ago, that uh, it was not like that. Uh, I had I left here, well, I came in the fifties. I left in uh, sixty 
62 uh-huh. to go to Prairie View. I was teaching art there at Prairie View College in uh, Texas. And from there I went to Ohio to work on my doctorate. Then when I finished that in 69, I came back out here and was hired at Sac State. Okay. So I was there from from 69 to 1991. Oh, okay. And, um, wow, that's a long yeah, time. Yeah, that was a long time. That's a, okay, that's a long tour. So you, you, you brought up uh, a point. What... Emeritus, can you explain to oh, that, that, uh, Lawrence? Yeah. That's, that's just too. a designation for a teacher who has retired, and they allow this person you know, certain privileges like library privileges and parking oh. and stuff like that. So it just means that you. So you can retired. just go there and kick it. Sometimes you just go there and do they give you your own office or? No, no. Okay. They don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own little spot. Like okay, I want to chill right here. All right, I'm gonna go. But it, it just means that you're retired. You know, you were. But you can. But you have access to. You have access to Sac State's He's retired resources with benefits. Right. You, you, wow, I like yes, that. Retired that, benefits. Retired I like that. Retired benefits. I like that, yeah. Whatever those might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to ask you a question. Like, hey, baby, I'm retired with benefits. <laughs> I got a question. How important do you think art is to the black community? I think that it uh, should be more important to the black community than it is. Uh, I think most people in the black community have a preconceived notion of what art could be, and that's really changing now. In the in years back, they used to consider art, black art was something that had black faces on it. Right. And since there was not enough of that in museums and galleries, public galleries and so forth, they, they well, we needed that or wanted that. But it seems that music has always been the favorite vehicle for expressing things about black uh, existence for, I guess, many reasons that I guess we could get into. But uh, I'm seeing that there is more excitement uh, with the the visual arts in the black community than it had been in the past. For instance, the artist Kende Wiley is really hot right now. Uh, matter of fact, in this this TV program called Empire, Empire, Empire. Yeah. they had some of his work there. Yes, you know, just yeah. as Cosby had, uh, you know, work of a black artist on his show. Right, Empire has great art. If you just just look at the show, they all over do the world, have very good, really good art, art. Very good art. Oh, so you watched Empire? Huh? Sure. I do watch. Empire. So, what do you think about the show? I think it's very good. Oh, really? Okay, because yeah. a lot of people are like oh, up in arms about Empire. So, okay, because I haven't seen it yet. It's, so. it's very popular. And it's, um, I think it's good. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dramatic, you know. It's, it's, it's entertainment. It is. It is you know. entertainment. Well, we talked about here uh, Black Jesus, right? And we talked about um, some of the new um, um, black entertainment that's coming out. We had what's, what was called the Black uh, Black Issues or Black Blackish. 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 Yeah. Well, we you know what? Okay, we did talk about Blackish, and then I, I made a comment because I wasn't for sure, and we only had seen one episode. It mm-hmm. was only one episode. And I have seen a couple of episodes since then. Pretty good. Well, I like, I like, I like Tracy. She's very cool. She's a good actress, and, and I really like her a lot. But I just haven't seen the show. Um, but, yeah, so you like Empire. So I think one of the reasons that 
Empire is popular is because it's not a comedy. Right. Mm. It's not a sitcom a drama, kind of thing. Exactly. Okay, it's and serious. That, it got makes, a serious yes, undertone. That makes it a little different for these actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Or, do you still call people actresses? Or just yeah, actresses. actresses. Yeah. Just actors. Yeah. Just just actors. actors. No more Male or actresses. Female. Oh, you can't just you can say actress, right? Well, you could, but, the, a, but the proper actor. term is we we're going to bring in the actors, whether they're male or female. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes, we've not So that's that the... That's the P. That's the P. PC version of that <laughs> political correct version. Is like well, you know, it's it's it's, it's like N A A C P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care what they say. It's N A A C P. N A A C P. Okay, yeah. that feels good in the mouth. All right, N A A C not N A A C P. So, um, <laughs> Dr. Gordon, um, what advice would you give to uh, artists? Uh, and people that collect art are those that don't, that should know about art. How do they get in? What's the best way to get started with collecting art? Oh, that sounds good. That sounds to good. To open your wallet or your purse. <laughs> <laughs> or your pocketbook. <laughs> He's like, open your pocketbook at me. Support the artist. That's right. Yeah. So, so why, why is it that, well, could you please explain why? It is important for the black community to support Well, one of the things that's difficult, difficult to support the visual arts because the prices are so high. Because you can go and get, what, uh, a Nina Simone thing for $11 or something right. like that. Yeah, know? Walmart somewhere. And that's uh, affordable more so than, say, this costs 15000 You know, that might be a little hard for us. a little stretch. Well, th- yeah, so well, that's huh. one of the things, I think, mm-hmm. because... The price differentiation uh, differential that's between, say, certain music kinds of vehicles and then the visual arts, paintings and drawings. But and it holds so its value, though. Often it does, yeah. you know, and sometimes it does not, you know. So so you're a visual artist. I'm a I'm visual like, artist, Okay, because yes. I was unclear on, on what yes. form of art was. You thought I was a musician? Uh, yeah, I thought no. was a musician. No. What do you think causes art's value to fall off. You know, if, if say for instance you have this artist that's hot for a minute and then suddenly they fall off. What do you think causes that? I think there are many things that, that would cause this to happen. The kind of subject matter that might become less important or it might become just uh, boring or I think mostly it has to do with uh, the changing times, that right. things just change. Ideas change, uh, people change, uh, what was important becomes less important. So those, although those kinds of external factors would uh, diminish the value of a work of art, uh, sometimes uh, the work is um, uh, overvalued in the beginning so mm. that it can't sustain whatever... It was thought it was worth at that particular time. That happens not just with just, uh, say, black art, but art in general. general. Even museums uh, find, say, an artist that might have been popular at a certain time, they decession this or they try to sell it or put it in the basement or something like, like that. So because it just doesn't meet their needs or the needs or don't of pull the, the audience like, yeah. at, at, at a particular time. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are factors like that, outside stuff that... As a community, what do you think that we should do in order to celebrate, maintain, archive our artists? What, what do you think that we should do? Because a lot of times we see people outside of the community owning a lot of black art, right? But should we 
be investing in in black art? Um, yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's just like anything else. You have to determine what is important to you. And if the black community determines that art is important, then they would do what they need to do to support it. If they see it as being less important, then, of course, you, you get an attitude that would reflect that. Mm. Uh, as I said before, one of the things that might prevent more people from buying uh, art by black artists is, is because it would cost more than they might could afford. And yet we know that when people really want something, they will arrange to have a you know, pay plan. Yeah. Exactly. They would, installments. Yeah, installments, yeah. whatever they need to do. So that, uh, I guess it just takes a little more time for the black community to catch up with what the visual artist is doing, mm-hmm. you know. And do you think we, we're, we are kind of behind the, the eight ball because of uh, where we've... Well, I, 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 would, I would think that... I would think that uh, if we compare the the effect that musicians, black musicians, have on the community versus the visual arts, I would say that the musicians always seem to be one step ahead. They can right, right. dig into the center of, of how we feel yeah. about things, right. and uh, the visual artists are maybe a couple of steps behind. But I think we're catching up there. Yes, we just paint musicians, and then they, then it was like, and, that's, and of course, combine. it has to go beyond that. You know, mm-hmm. that I think that would, might be a mistake that some visual artists uh, make. Let me get back to a question that you asked. You you asking how can one get started as a collector? Yeah, know? that's a good question. Uh, first, you, if you decide that you want to collect art, you have to educate yourself by looking at a lot of art, by reading, studying. Uh, going to museums, galleries, to people's studio. You have to educate your eye, train your eye mm. to recognize what it is that you like and then to try to find the best of that particular thing. For instance, if you like the landscapes, then you would look at a lot of landscapes and try to determine uh, which landscape is going to work for you. For instance, we all know how to buy shoes because we bought so many shoes. Right. We we try them on and they fit or they don't fit. We like the color and so forth. It's just a, it would be the same thing like that. If you see a lot of art, you start buying art. Then you know what you like and you know what's good and what's quality and what's not quality. So you start by looking at a lot of art, by reading about art, by studying, by associating with artists. That's the way you get started. Okay. And then, of course, you always have to have money to buy it. And support That's the local artists. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dr. Alan M. Gordon. Yes, thank sir. You. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. I've enjoyed this very much. Mouthpiece in the house, ladies and gentlemen, Monique Jackson. 
a Sacramento native, was transformed into Miss Mouthpiece via her passion and love for the spoken word and her gift of song. She performed open mic venues where she developed a soulful sound and stage persona. Her lyrics are her gift. Growing up in a musical environment, Miss Mouthpiece was easily influenced by the sounds that surrounded her. Miss Mouthpiece has had the opportunity to live abroad in Okinawa, Japan, where she performed with the gospel group Voices. Her freshman album was titled Lyrics for the Soul. Miss Mouthpiece's new single, as we said before, is Cool on You and is available right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together and welcome the amazing Miss Mouthpiece. Hello, everyone. Hey, 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 what's <laughs> happening? Oh, man, I'm so uh, honored to be here. Yeah. Well, hey. Honored to have you. Well, can I start by telling you the first time I saw a Mouthpiece? Wow. We, I was at um, Soul Journal Truth, and I was invited there to do something with art, but they said they were going to have live music in the parking lot. And I go outside this building, and there's this young lady dressed in camouflage, army fatigue-type clothing. And as she is going through it out in this park lot, and I'm thinking, wow, why isn't there more people out here looking at this young lady do her thing? And I don't know how, if this was the very beginning of her career as a singer, but it was my beginning of my experience with Mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And she has, I have watched her grow and do her thing, and I just am a fan. So welcome. Yes, welcome again. Wow. Awesome. I can't believe he remembers exactly what I had on. That's what you had. <laughs> <laughs> it was striking. <laughs> You're like, fatigues. <laughs> did, she have, did she have the big boots on, too? No, well, you know, it was very fashion. She was very fashion, very uh-huh. cutting edge. And I just, I just thought it was, she was very different. And uh-huh. so I said, wait a minute. And then she had a sound. Her sound was very unique, very yeah. unique and mm-hmm. done to herself. Mm-hmm. And so that was a cool thing. But I wanted to ask you about this Japan thing. What was it like for you to be in Okinawa, away from Oak Park, away from Sacramento, little black girl singing gospel and soul in Japan? What was that like? I think um, for me, the initial um, experience being in Okinawa, um, it took me a minute to embrace it because Mm -hmm. the culture shock, um, the weather was different. Everything around me looked different. Mm -hmm. And even from being at a stoplight, and you would be at a stoplight and it would turn red and the first car that would come, they would still go. And I was like, is that, is that like legal? Like <laughs> <laughs> it was a California roll or something. What was going on? I don't know. It was some rule that I don't even know who Unspoken created. Word. Right. So you're saying that the, the, the light was red. The light would turn red. And then the first car, whoever that was the first car that was that when the light turned the- red, they would still go. No matter what direction. No matter, no matter what. <laughs> so you have to wait. If you have the to right to go, you have to going. wait for that person that, that has the red light to do whatever they're going to do. If you were wise. You okay. You're like, hey, I don't give a damn. Okay, so, all right. Um, but after, I, I believe, six months you know, into a year, me being in Japan, I was there almost four years. I don't know. Japan did something for me. I, I always say that Biloxi was like the foundation for me, but... Coming from Biloxi, Mississippi, and then going to Japan, I felt like I became a woman uh, because I wasn't around my crutches and I wasn't around the family that said, you know, you have to be this and you should be that. Um, I was birthed just kind of by my own experiences. So how did you end up in Japan? 
Well, that's an awesome question. I was married to um, this wonderful person that I have three kids mm-hmm. by, and um, he was military. And um, so he was a military wife. Yes, I was military wife for twelve years. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, very All right. good. So your kids are kind of like military, you know, kids, and yeah, they okay. have. Right, they've had so, them. so wait a minute. So out of somewhat of a boredom of being this military wife, you started singing. Believe it or not. Um, and this 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 story is amazing for me mm-hmm. because um, it really wasn't boredom for me. I think what happened was me being at home, um, sometimes being a person that is just kind of doing protocols. You you begin you begin to lose yourself, and um, it started with me writing writing poetry. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really know how to write. I just started typing one day. Me typing this poem, I'll never forget. It, it was called Six Six Six, and it doesn't sound like it sounds bigger than what it sounds like, but it was called six six six, and that was that was the name of the numbers that I felt like I was in, kind of like closed in, and um, because you was in Japan, you felt isolated. No, I think it was just a, a little bit of everything. I think it was just that. I think it was um, the relationship that I was in mm. at the time, and it's funny. I always say it was actually. The worst time of my life, but the best time of my life, mm. I um, discovered who I was as mm. um, outside of a wife, outside of a mother. I discovered that I had a gift. I had something else to offer. I think that's when it really, um, really start making more sense of who I, I was as a woman. So the more you got out there, the more you decided to write. And what was it like when you got on stage for the first time in front of these people that maybe a lot of them didn't understand what you were saying? Well, initially, when I was singing in this group, Voices, I was singing mainly in front of Americans. Okay. And my um, my my first experience of singing outside, we would talk, we would call it outside town. Um, it was this uh, place called the Pub Lounge, and this guy named Yataka. He remind you, he was like a Japanese Jim, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> And he would wear these Eddie Murphy leather pants. <laughs> Eddie Murphy? You know, the, oh, you're talking you know about the raw? You know? oh, raw. Yeah. oh, my God. Uh, was it that tight? The, I mean, skin. Oh, my God. That's... And But he, he, was, he could play every instrument. Like, he was just so raw. Uh-huh. They were having an event there one day, and it was like an open mic. But it was like one of those open mics where you only can sing that one song that they select. Oh, and it was actually um, a go- another gospel group that was allowing this. And so I went up and I was singing and Yataka started bowing and he was like, oh, my God. And <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? In his, in his tight leather pants. Right. <laughs> Can he bow at those? He could. He's so silly. <laughs> Stretch. <laughs> okay. The amazing thing happened maybe two weeks after that. I had a vision that came to me. And it was bigger than just just having an open mic. It was like, you need to do something for the community. Mm. And so I wrote a proposal to Yataka, and I said, Yataka, how about let's tweak some things in your restaurant, and I can guarantee X amount of people to come. He was for it, and the first night, it was it was people wrapped around the building. Oh, wow. We didn't charge anyone, and people that night caught my vision, and they were like, you are doing this. This is awesome. And people were actually just... Like, what do I need to do to keep this going? It was a beautiful experience. So how did you end up back in the States? Um, so 
of course, I was doing the venue there. And, of course, my life started to shift. Mm. And so I had to make some decisions. Would I stay in Okinawa and just kind of continue what I was doing? Or um, as a mother, I made a mother decision that Mm. my children would have to get to know their family and, and, you know, uh, get the opportunity to know where they came from as well. And so... Here I here I am back in Sacramento. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I know the the first time that uh, we worked together, yeah. it was uh, we were doing this was what back in the early two thousand late nineties I believe that we were doing the it was, poetry. It was two thousand and three. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand and three, and we yeah. were doing the poetry over. Oh, what was it called? It's in Rancho. It was in Rancho. Rancho Cordova, right over by, by the, the old uh, rink. I mean, by the new rink. rink by the right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, and I was like, okay, hey, I got this place. Uh, we're gonna do some poetry. Um, you want to be down? Uh, she she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we put on this show, mm-hmm. this poetry show that, I mean, we just it turned it out, and it was uh, <laughs> right over there by the uh, drive-ins. Yes. yes, yes. It was real nice, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, oh, so let's talk about your music. Okay. Okay, you just released an a album, right? I released a single. Okay. I released a single called Cool On You. Okay. And um, actually, my, my album has just really been taking longer than expected. Um, sometimes we, I feel like we feel pushed and rushed and, you know, when you're coming out with something. Right. And sometimes you don't have enough experience and you haven't lived enough. I think that sometimes um, you can't force to be creative. So you write your own lyrics. I write all my lyrics. Okay, got you. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I see you have some guests, uh, some some young uh, talent like Ariel and uh, Luke Taylor that's putting things down. So what can we expect? Not when can we expect, because we know what? you're working on your own pace, but what can we expect with this album? Wow. Um this album, you know, um, actually the album actually was finished and um, it was completed. Um, but sometimes you sit back and you say, is this something that you really want to expose? Does it really define the you whole are. you? And so then you have to go back and you have to study some more. Mm, and so, exactly. And so I think that one of the great, one of the greatest things I learned about myself is being in a studio with a track is not mouthpiece, but being on in a studio with live musicians mm-hmm. is exactly who I am mm-hmm. with people and energy. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Right. So when you kind of know who you are as an artist, it starts to like make sense. And mm-hmm. if I just get in a booth and, and just sing, I, I, I think that I would be, you're not just making an album to make an album. Exactly. And not mm-hmm. just doing it because people are like, when are you coming out with when a project? Yeah. Okay. And you have, as an artist, you have to trust yourself. The things that you feel inside is—is uh, is it okay to let that side of me go? Right. You know, because when you're doing the art thing, whether it's visual arts or whether it's music, you're allowing people to come inside your world, and it's can some it's somewhat an invasion at times. Yeah. Know? So yeah, you got to be ready to let people in. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I'm I'm a big follower of Mouthpiece Online. Um, her, her Instagram, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Instagram pictures <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm very into that. So, um, so tell me about your, your Instagram life and, and you taking pictures and stuff. I mean, what, what do you, do you see yourself as a model or, or how do you, cause you, you have taken a lot of like model-esque pictures. And I have, um, thanks to Goss, 
Mm-hmm. Actually, my first experience of a photo shoot was with Goss. Okay. And actually, I had a photo shoot prior that day, but that was actually for more of the hair side. Mm-hmm. First experience, we were downtown, I think, on our street, yeah. I believe. <laughs> our street. And, mm-hmm. man, it was, it was like... Um, the camera and I connected. Okay. All right. It was and a great experience. For it was you. a great experience. Okay. God brings something out of me anyway. Mm-hmm. But, but that experience, I guess, um, He's a just great photographer. opened up doors. Mm-hmm. I, well, she was, she, okay, let's tell the truth. Here. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> she was, she was very, very shy and she didn't know what exactly to expect. But I never, her big, the, I never did anything like this before. I told her, just come along. Mm-hmm. Just said, you need it. You get together, you put a certain amount of clothes together, and we'll go down there and shoot. Mm-hmm. And when once we started clicking, she started becoming mouthpiece. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's the most important thing when you're, for me, when I'm taking pictures of, of a person, is that that person you capture their, mm-hmm. their true essence mm-hmm. as to who they really are. Right. And so after a while, I didn't have to culture anymore. It just fell into place and it became automatic and then the second photo session that i did with her was out in wilton oh wow okay? was i lived out in the country mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean in the country yes and uh we had a whole street for her just to frolic around in the street <laughs> frolic <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. there's, no tra- there's, no, there's no traffic on the street frolic. <laughs> there, was, there was only two houses on the whole street yeah so she had a chance to really she can there was going to be no distractions of people coming by in the whole nine yards right right so right. it was a you really actually be great free. thing yeah, right, oh, you right. can be free yeah yes. so yeah that's I, I really dig i think you should explore more of that with um especially artistic wise Right, you know, and I really dig that a lot. I think you have a great look. I think, you know, it goes it goes hand in hand with your, you know, with your art form, with your music art form, you know, and connected the visual with the with the music part will be yeah. will be very awesome. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, be, well, I'm open. I'm 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 not mm-hmm. in a box, and I, I believe that I'm open to. To, to you know, soar, yeah. as I say. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you soar because you have it. Do you have a title for the album? Well, the initial um, title was Soar and Fly. Okay. But, you know, who knows where, who knows, where, okay. who knows where that's going to go. All right. So is there anywhere that we can see you perform at? Well, a lot of stuff that I have coming up, like, prior months is a lot of private things. Okay. But I will be um, on my website, which is MissMouthPeaceMusic.com. Okay. Um, I will be keeping people posted on upcoming events. Say it again, please. Miss Mouthpiece Music dot com. So is that uh, that's M I S S? So it's M I S S M O U T H P E A C E Music. We 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 will also put the link on in the show notes. So if you go online to BlackTalkSacramento dot com. You can just click right there. And do you have a music video on YouTube or anything like that? Or? I have a lot of music videos on YouTube. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, well, you inside the studio. If you type mouthpiece yes, yes, and I've Google me, yeah, you'll okay. find all up. my stuff. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know you, you know you have reached somewhere where you can go to Spire and say, Google me. That's so, it. Um, I just wanted to, I've always wanted to say that. Google. So I got it, my moment. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, listen, if you all are out there and you ever see her name on any billboards mm-hmm. or any signs or anything, stop by. I am guaranteeing that you will be entertained totally by this person who is totally all the way live. <laughs> this is right. Mouthpiece over here, y'all. Right. Give it up. Give it up for Miss Mouthpiece. Josh. Mouthpiece. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Diggity. 
Awesome diggity. That's awesome my new diggity. That's the new word. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome and diggity. Okay. So we're going to introduce one other guest before we shut down number seven. Ladies and gentlemen. The one and only. The one and only. He, he, he has many a titles. So I don't, we're going to let him explain what they are. Who he is today. Who he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James W. Sweeney. Yes. <laughs> well, it's certainly sir. a pleasure to be on Black Talk right. Radio. Mr. Sweeney, the one and only. So you, can you tell lady. everybody what it is that you do? Well, uh, I'm an appointee of the last three governors. I sit on the state council for mentally ill offenders. Uh, was initially appointed by Gray Davis, uh, also served uh, under Arnold Schwarzenegger, and currently serve under Governor Brown. And I do a little uh, lobbying. Um, I, I, uh, a BA in political science, sociology, black studies. I mean, come on, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he, he's also a writer. Yeah, you're also a writer uh, and a poet, yes. and you also have a television show called on point, on point with James Sweeney. Yes, on point okay. with James Sweeney. Yeah. That was a, that was a point off. That was a pointing thorn. Yeah. <laughs> so where's your show filmed at? Where do you do your show? Well, actually, I do my show uh, in Oakland. In Oakland, okay. That's uh, where it is, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting because you have to juggle so often. Mm. Uh, just as earlier I saw that you talked about the uh, police mm-hmm. and uh, you talked about the new piece of legislation, which is actually Assembly Bill 86, and uh, by the gentleman who was a former city councilman who is now uh, an assemblyman. And, you know, those kinds of things are so important because life and death are involved in the kinds of decisions that are being made. Yeah. And so part of what I do is a little bit of lobbying. So, you know, that was, uh, uh, you, you think of uh, uh, a mouthpiece. That was an earpiece for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great tie-in. So, that was a yeah. great tie-in. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think of uh, Sacramento and going forward? What do you think about the community? Where are we heading? What do you see? Well, first of all, I think that... Uh, As Time Magazine said in 2002, Sacramento is one of the most diverse places in the world. So you have uh, uh, the Hmong, you have uh, African Americans, you have Latinos, uh, you have whites, you have Russians, you have just a multiplex of people. And so part of uh, what happens in Sacramento is a microcosm for what happens in the world, right. and that's that diversity. So, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that you know we're we're not you know we're not magic. We 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 don't know, uh, but we do know that if it can be done in Sacramento, it's a possibility it can be done in the rest of the world. Mm. If we can get along in Sacramento, mm. maybe we can get along in the rest of the world. Mm. We see so many talented artists, uh, writers, uh, musicians, book writers, uh, <laughs> illustrators. It is, it's amazing looking at the talent. And I think that it's no longer just the state worker mentality 
that's in Sacramento. And I think art is just taking off in every different uh, uh, direction. And I'm and I'm I'm pleased with that. You're a um, avid art collector yourself. Uh, yes. If you had to, if you had to say what your favorite type of art was, what would that be? Well, I wouldn't want to be pigeonholed simply because I like many diverse things. Okay. Uh, I like abstract art. I also like the art that may be concrete. Uh, I like uh, sculpture. Uh, I like uh, painting. I like so many different kinds of art. I am obviously drenched in uh, African-American culture. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I said I had a BA in political science, sociology, and black studies. I've been into myself for a while uh, culturally. And I think, it's, I think it's amazing that people have learned to love themselves, uh, learned to appreciate themselves. And I think that uh, that's part of the appreciation of Sacramento is to be able to recognize that there are so many things to love about ourselves. Right. What do you think of all the changes that you're seeing? Like, like here in Oak Park, Oak Park is becoming a new place. It's a new it's a new city. So what do you what do you think? Oh, I think that that is just amazing because actually what it means is uh you had a gentleman who left Oak Park, came to uh UC Berkeley, came home and invested in himself in where he grew up. And as he invested and took a chance other people have taken a chance. And so now it's something that can't be stopped. And I think that we see that architecturally. Uh, we see that with the businesses. Uh, certainly the magnificence of underground books and, and the, the information. Uh, certainly the, the, the closeness of uh, the Brickhouse gal- uh, Gallery, uh, the closeness of uh, some of the places that we eat that are in very close proximity, and the fact that this, quote, used to be a black community, and now it's, you know, hey, man, it's, uh, what, what do you say, a melting pot? Well, we're all in the pot. I don't know if we're melted, but, <laughs> but we're all certainly in the pot. So well, maybe, some people, maybe are, getting, some some people are getting kicked out of the pot, though. <laughs> yeah, well, now, and that, and that is part of, you know, with with good, there is always bad. Mm-hmm. You know, just as with black, there is always white. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so certainly there are some folks who used to live here, can't afford to live here. So we are dealing with the fact that the interest rates and the cost uh it's changing. It's changing. It's changing. Well, I, I remember so, when during a time when Oak Park had its problems and those that were middle class was running away from here because of the violence and the drugs. Mm. So that being said, there was a lot of vacancies and a lot of empty lots around here, you know. Uh, mm. So when money starts coming in, for those that held on to mm. what they have, mm. they continue – they're able to prosper and appreciate and appreciate mm-hmm. absolutely. So I mean that's that's part of it. And you know I I've seen musicians who have come into Sacramento 
I, I, there was a musician that even went to your barber shop. Oh yeah, and I got his hair cut at your barber shop, and and and. and but he came here to underground books and bought six or seven books because he couldn't get those books someplace else. He could get them in Oak Park. Um, anyway, it's just, uh, it's just been fascinating. Thanks All for right. sharing. Well, yeah. well thank James you. James W. Sweeney. <laughs> it's been a slice of heaven without having to die. <laughs> <laughs> and we That's would like to thank Mother bad. Rose yes. uh, and Underground Books. Yes, yes. yes. Thank you, Mother Rose. So remember, if you're looking for an African-American book uh, by African-American authors. Writers. And writers. And we have greeting cards here. We have some of everything. We have CDs. We have have poetry books. You have have Bible covers. Yes, we have have children's books. Sweatshirts from Sakai. Where you can buy a children's book that... Children that look like themselves. Well, so. images that look like themselves, right? So mm-hmm. right here at Underground Books, that's 2814 35th Street, mm-hmm. Sacramento, California. And the phone number is 916-737-3333. And, and another and three. three. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes three. <laughs> so thanks for coming. I'm Jerry Goss Simpson. I'm Marichelle J. Brown. And I'm Inside Ah. And that has been Black Talk Sacramento number seven. Thank you very Black- much. I don't have to stand here, no I can always change my mind Everything you said before Were all little white lies Why did you do this? Thought we had something promising But the love is ending And now I'm leaving I'm hooked on you Baby, I'm damaged and I can't take no more Cause I'm hooked on you No longer respected, now I'm walking out the door Yeah, it's crazy, you're gonna miss my smile My loving used to drive you wild But I'm hooked on you Baby, I'm damaged and I can't take no more I'm hooked Used to hang on to your every word you said I was your queen And now you're acting like a jerk You got me twisted You can go back to your ex a diamond ring But I'm no longer addicted And now I'm leaving I'm hooked on you Baby, I'm damaged and I can't take no more of I'm I'm cool, lies, 
I'm cool through with you Baby, I'm cool 